0: You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for this because this podcast, if you are just tuning in, and if you've listened to other Inspire Her podcasts, um, this one is going to be different than any that you have heard before. So uh, get a little excited, get on the edge of your chair um, and turn your volume up because this podcast uh, isn't just your normal. This ain't your mama's podcast. Like this is a little bit different. Um, And so we're sharing a different story. And so, you know, a lot of times I like to share, you know, I talk about businesses and inspiring women, but my whole goal for this podcast was simply just to, you know, feature inspiring women and, It's crazy enough. I happen to be in a new town and I'm on like these blogs and I happen to run into this girl and I'm, you know, seeing we, we ended up being from the same state and now we're here, which is crazy enough. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Um, And then all of a sudden I see that an article comes out from hers and then we're both writing for the same blog. And I think at this time I wasn't even writing for a blog yet. I was just looking at it and, um, but I see this blog come out to her and she's super cute. And I'm like, you know, you just assume that you don't know people's story. And when you just see people, you assume they're a mom or, you know, oh, everybody's fine. Everybody has, you know, things going on. It's no big deal. And uh, the blog comes out and I read the title and it says, I am a cult survivor. And I remember being like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute. And I was so intrigued because I was like, here's this woman that I, I think is like, you know, inspiring and she's, you know, she's super cute. And she's sharing her story already, you know, her, you know, her family life and being a mom. And then like, she has like this thing that's going on underneath of her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, so you can never, ever, ever judge a book by its cover. And so I am so excited to welcome a chance. Chelsea Lindsay, uh, to the inspire her podcast. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so awkward sometimes. You, like. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> i'm so happy to be on <laughs> so everybody like by this time everyone who's listening is like okay okay just just tell me tell me more so um we actually started chatting a little bit before the podcast i was like oh my gosh please, you got to stop talking because she was saying like things i'm like oh this is so good you know this is it's like all the questions that i've been wondering so let's dive into it so tell us about you
1: tell us a little bit about your story um. So, um, I grew up. Um, I, you know, I was actually. I don't like really naming the religion that I grew up in. Um, just because I don't like. I just don't like saying it. Um, eventually I will say it. Um, but now, now you have all these follow. Now was like, oh, I got to follow for more. There'll be like a part two, <laughs>
0: like when you name it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I just, I'm like, I'm still, I mean, if, when I talk to people like um, when they have, you know, need help, I'll, I'll say it, but eventually I, I will be saying the name of the religion that I was in um, soon, so stay tuned, <laughs> but um, I grew up basically in a religion that you're not cel- um, supposed to celebrate holidays, um, you weren't, supposed like, not even your birthday, not Christmas, not anything like that. Um, I grew up that we were supposed to be in meetings about three times a week. And then you're supposed to, I'm sure this is going to be a big clue, knock on people's doors every single, like it, it was pretty much you you were supposed to do that. Like that was your thing. You had to do that. You're supposed to live, breathe and be that person that they want you to be. So there is just this enormous pressure you know on me growing up and um there was this thing that they used to do if you did something bad um they would immediately disfellowship you and disfellowshipping means basically cutting you off from your entire everything your family your friends everything so it doesn't matter what thing you did if it's bad to them like let's say if you um I don't know just like a little mistake like like for me it was um i had premarital sex and they found out and you know this disfellows me it could be even um you know just <sighs> getting the divorce and you remarrying after your divorce they that bad so you would get disfellowshipped uh, it can be anything it could be like not eat, like questioning what you believe in and what they they told you they can get mad at you and they can disfellowship you like or it just it's very it's a very twisted um religion and you you kind of have that kind of um I, I remember growing up just having that like little like oh that's not good like that's not normal to like not talk and like shun someone if they did something bad. Like I always had this like weird, I don't know, this weird thing that would always pop in the back of my head where I'm like, oh, I don't think that's right. to this feel? Because I, I, I did it, you know, growing up, you were supposed to do it and you're not supposed to talk to that person. And if wow. you see them down the street, you were supposed to shun them. You were supposed to basically think of them as they were dead. Basically, not even if you were to talk to them, you would get in trouble by the religious leaders.
0: And even as a child.
1: Yes, even as a child. So it was that was my way of life, you know, and it, it was it was heavy. You know what I mean? And I grew up basically like basically preparing myself for what they called Armageddon that's you know what they prepared you for and they're like you don't want to get disfellowshipped while you know when Armageddon comes because you're going to be dead that's (laughs) what they told me so like you had this like heavy like feeling in you and you're just like so young and I just remember always questioning it and just being like I don't think this is right you know I really don't and they just had this like pressure that they're like, if you don't do this, you know, you're going to die. You're like, it, it basically, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to hang out with people that wasn't from my religion unless if it was to convert them. That's oh my the gosh. only way I wasn't like, it, There there's just so many things I couldn't do. Like if I went to school, um, if they had like religious parties, I had to like basically have my mom like take me out of class. If my friends wanted to have from school sleepovers or a play date, I couldn't do it because they weren't a part of the religion. I could only hang out with people that were the religion. It They basically were like, that's peer pressure. Those are not people that you wanna be with. They're, um, they're what they called, they, they called the rest of the world worldly. So they're like, you don't wanna hang out with someone that's worldly. That was that's going to, like, deter you from, like, basically being a good, you know, person in that religion, you know, our religion, you know, you want to stay, like, you know, in the right path, and you don't want any peer pressure to, like, basically deter you otherwise, so that's that's where I was at growing up, and um, a lot of the meetings that I went to in this religion would, um, Basically, train you for that. Like, basically, like, say, this is, you know, you need to stay strong. You need to stay where, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that, you know. And, you know, I, it was, it was weird. And, you know, a lot of my family, you know, is still in it, except for my dad's side of the family. And, um, I'm really actually grateful for my dad's side of the family, but I mean, I didn't really hang out with them as much as I wanted to when I was growing up, just because um, growing up, we didn't have, since, you know, we didn't have like the same religion background as that common ground, it was just kind of like once a year I would say hi to them and then it just was nothing, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you had to be around those that were in that religion, but Yeah, I uh, I was working. Um, Fast forward to the story, I was working, and um, I was dating someone, and um, we had premarital sex. And you know, someone that I worked with um, found out, and she was like a member of the church that I went to, and uh, she told the leaders of my church about what happened. And basically, my life came crashing down ever since that. Oh, my so God. It so was, it was heavy. I remember that day to the T. It was, it was horrible. It was. I was 18 years old. I, uh, she told me. She confronted me. I, um, I was dating a coworker at the time. And it was, it was a huge mess, like a absolutely huge mess. And, um, they, basically I ended up having to quit my job because I, I, it, I was dating my coworker, you know what I mean? And I had mm-hmm. premarital sex and she was there, she worked with me and, And um, they were trying to like, you know, just they they wanted to talk to me, like the people from the religion and, you know, when you have to talk to someone um, and I was going through a lot at 18 um, and it was very painful because I just I didn't know what was going on in my life. You know, I was just just trying to figure things out. So the biggest thing of this is you, you're being in this cult
0: and then you're like, okay, now you're out. And so I feel like this, the inspiring sp- part of the story is like, you know, being a survivor and, and it's not just getting out, but it's like, what is the afterlife of leaving a
1: religion like that and the cult like that? Um, you know how, okay, I guess the best way to describe it is, I guess, the shutdown of 2020. Um, Remember how you were so lonely and you couldn't talk to family members and you couldn't do anything. Right. You were shut off. I remember when they shut, like, did the shutdown. That's how it was like times 10. Imagine your life as it is. And someone super powerful than you in that religion announcing your name on a stage yeah. saying chelsea is no longer such and so of this religion not only do your this your immediate family doesn't talk to you nor your friends talk to you that are a part of that religion and since That religion was so big on basically, this is your life. Don't talk to anyone. I mean, obviously, you're going to work with people that's not of your religion, but like your friends, your family, you're cut off. (laughs) You're you're basically lonely. And um, there's been a lot of, you know, things going. I know a lot of friends that I had that would, you know, be very, it, it was a very, people would have suicidal thoughts because they were cut off, mm-hmm. you know, from everyone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, you're you're, you're depressed. <laughs> like, yeah. It's basically emotional back- blackmail. And the only way you can come back is if you basically prove to them that you are completely sorry for what you did. And like I did was premarital sex and I had to prove to them that I was sorry. And I remember... Growing up, my, like, when this happened, I told my mom and dad, I was like, I thought I told them, like, I was sorry for what I did, (laughs) and, um, I thought I looked sorry, you know what I mean? I thought, like, when I was explaining to them what happened, and it was, by the way, that is very uncomfortable and very weird to explain a repeat of what's going on, (laughs) like, what happened to three men, you know what I mean? Which I have my own opinions on about that. Um, it, it's, it's very, it, it's, you're, yeah, right. they had this like thing where you can do a second chance. It's like a second, like hearing, it's like a, a, a judge. And you're like, it's, it's kind of like being a courtroom in a way, basically to see if you're worthy to stay inside. And I remember writing a letter saying, I want my, you know, basically my case to be looked again. And I did that. And they're like, maybe next time, (laughs) like come, come often to the meeting. And that's the thing, like it takes years for you to prove that you're sorry. It doesn't, it's not overnight. It's, it's years sometimes because they want to make sure that you're really sorry. So in the meantime, you're cut off from your family. And when I was going through that, you know, I, I went through the feels. I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I'm cut off from my family. Like I can't talk to them. I'm alone. I am alone. And the time that I needed them the most was that time. And I was completely alone. And that's why I likened it to the shutdown. You are alone. Mm-hmm. So you're in this world, basically alone, nothing, like, that's, that's how it's like after it. And what kind of like made me wake up was meeting my husband, actually. Um, my, you know, it's honestly got, you know, I have to say my husband really helped me through everything. He was my client. I, I you know, I was cutting his hair and um, we were best friends and, you know, I, I had to basically start my life over again. I had to, um, I switched jobs. Um, I met people, I made myself, you know, go out and meet people. Um, and he had me really thinking, you know what I mean? And just kind of like giving me questions that I always was in my head. Like, you know, what if this, like, you know, what if that, and, um, it, it, it's, it's almost like you have to redo your life again and that's how I kind of what I did you know I had to basically redo my life and that was very hard you know Um, but I think what's the biggest thing is just realizing is that you're not stuck in where you're at you know what I mean it's you can't be stuck and you can't show them that you're stuck. Um, When you keep, when, and that's the thing, my husband kept like, you know, talking to me and he's like, this is not a loving thing. You know, this is, you know, that's emotional abuse. You know what I mean? That's, it's, it's not physical abuse, but, you know, ignoring someone is emotional abuse. And he's like, that's not something that, you know, (laughs) like, and that's the thing, like no other, you know, I mean, there's some religions that do that, you know what I mean? But I mean, all the religions that you do see, like, you know, churches, if you are in need of help, and you got stumbled, they will open their arms and they will, you know, they will help you. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was showing me. He's like, this is not something that's normal. You know, and I remember going to other churches and I was just like, wow, you guys actually help each other. Like, that's insane. Like, that's amazing. Like it just, and it just showed me how wrong of a situation. I basically, like, basically I kind of woke up and I was like, everything that I knew was a lie you know what I mean? And that's how I kind of like, and, and, and that's the thing. It wasn't like something that just happened overnight. It was something, it was like a process that I went through. It was a very painful process that I went through. And, um, you know, it, it's, I honestly hope and wish and pray that my family would wake up.
0: Because you don't talk to your parents at all. Right.
1: No, no. The only time I do talk to them is mainly if I'm dying, (laughs) like like, literally it's just to help them make them feel better. And, you know, the only time like my mom and and she had, they have to get approval before they even talk to me or anything like if they had to come down they have to like basically like hey like it's okay if I do this you know what I mean to the religious leaders that's the only way they can really do that wow so it you know growing up with my and I, I soon I, I became pregnant um like probably seven eight months after um meeting my now husband and um growing up, I want it basically to end. Like that was my determination that I was like, I'm not going to let my daughter be in this religion. And there's just so many layers to it that I don't agree with. Um, I mean, if, if someone is in it and, you know, they agree with it, whatever, fine, you know, but I mean, just things that I, I, they do that I'm just like there's no way I can't I can't let my daughter do that I can't I can't you know what I mean so I think that like being a mom truly kind of like woke me up too. you know just like even like pursuing a career that I always wanted to pursue like anything that's higher education they deter you from they're like no don't do that because you know this world is gonna fade away Oh my don't God. do that oh yeah God. yeah it's so depressing I can't even imagine, was, imagine like that. <laughs> and I'm like I it's it's weird because I'm like it's a very depressing subject you know what I mean and I'm like I try to make light out of it but it's it's depressing you know I I still have I I get sad I do I I'm not gonna lie to you that I'm gonna say I see pictures of families with their moms and dads and their grandparents I'm not gonna lie to you to tell you that it's all butterflies and you know roses and petals and I, I get generally sad when I see those pictures. Cause I'm like, I don't have that, you know, I just don't. But what does make me happy is that I I am ending this weird, vicious, cruel, evil cycle and you know, this thing that I was born into this religion that I find so evil, you know, I, I I ended it.
0: Well, I love it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I was going to say, I, I think that's great. And I think that's, um, you know, what I do believe is so inspiring about you is that you took a a really hard situation, like not only being there, but then leaving there and then having to make your own way on your own, you know, and, and then turning it into a positive. I mean, you really did. I mean, like, you know, like you said, it is depressing and it it sucks and seeing other families and, you know, but like you chose a better life for yourself and for your, like your kids. And it takes a really strong woman to do that. Like that's not just for anybody. So I think that alone is so inspiring. And I guess that leads to my next question is what would you, what advice would you give to someone who maybe not necessarily is in a cult or, you know, but maybe they're li- leaving a, you know, toxic situation, like, you know, how do they
1: keep going? Honestly, just, I think just praying and I, I hate to say all real being all religious here, but I'm like- <laughs> Brian, honestly, just thinking about, you know, your, your kids, like, let's say, let's say you didn't have kids. Think about like your future kids. Think about a friend and you have to put yourself in a situation that you basically have to take yourself out of that little snow globe that you're stuck into and getting out of it, getting all the fuzz, getting all that, like, just, you know, you have to be real for yourself. You know what I mean? And I always, when I, when I got this fellowshiped, I always did the pro, like, (laughs) I sound so like old school. Mm -hmm. I did like um, the positive and negative, you know, thing of, you know, what will happen if I stay out? What will happen if I stay in? And I always did those things. And I'm like, I I always like look at what things that outweigh, you know, you know, the, you know, the negatives. And I'm like, let's stick with positives. And, you know, and then I honestly just reaching out and trying to have friends. That, that was a big thing for me. Um, Especially when I was cut off, you know, and I was 18. (laughs) um, Just reaching out and having friends and being, you know, trying to find, your family you know I always say like yeah you might not have your family here but try to create your own family and that really helped me and not be you know I do I it's very painful to tell my story but find someone that's I know they might not understand fully but find someone that can just listen and that's going to help you a lot it might not give you the right answers and might not give you any answers at all. But just the fact that just talk to it and talk about it, that's starting somewhere. And that's, that's what I think that
0: helps. I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, um, you talked about this in your blog too, but about like your, you know, your friends, you know, making your own family, you know, and I think that's, you know, good. I think that's hard. I feel like we all have this like want and need for this like blood family. And Mm -hmm. you you don't, you don't necessarily need that, you know, and you just do what's best for you. I I, I'm like a huge believer in like, man, when you have, you know, you do whatever you want yourself, but when you have kids like, okay, time to step it up, mom, you know, like you have to make some change and you, you chose not to raise your family, you know, your kids in the same situation that you were in. And that's like incredible. Thank you.
1: I, it, I think it's just, like I said, just <laughs> you want your kids to have better than what you had. And yeah. that's really what drove me, you know, and having someone that's there, I'm so grateful. Like I said, again, I'm so grateful for my husband just because he, he really truly helped me through this and it's not, and I, I do have to admit, it's still not over. You know, it's even if I, I'm, I'm, I love my life now. I absolutely love my life now, but it's still not over. You know, it's still not over with me having repercussions of being in a cult. No, because I still, they like my kids, you know, that's, they have their grandparents and, you know, just trying to stay positive. And they always say, where's my grandparents? and those little things that just kind of pop up and you always have to say, I'd be like, well, you know what? Mommy and daddy are here. And that's, that's what matters the most. And, yeah. you know, just, just staying strong. You know, that's all I have to say is just stay strong. And it, it the pain is still there, but it, you get numb after a while. And I'm happy where I'm at, you know what I mean? And I think eventually I want to start a podcast to help people. Cause I don't, I never, going through this, I never had, I would always try to find, like, help through online, and I would get help, but I would basically get help, like, there wasn't really, like, much help of, like, getting through it, you know what I mean, there was no help, there was, like, absolutely no help, (laughs) like, because it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, so taboo, you're, like, wait, what? Yeah, I can (laughs) see that. And, and that's that's what I yeah, like there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And I'm like, there's a lot of what goes on and what sort of like, you know, just some really crazy stuff and stories. And I actually have a cousin that is disfellowshipped and that I do actually I have two. One recently got disfellowshipped and I talked to her and I, you know I'm I'm thankful that I hate saying like I'm so thankful that you're just scholarship but I'm thankful that you because know, that's wrong you know what I mean <laughs> like, that's so horrible but I'm like I'm thankful <laughs> that eventually some people are waking up right you know some people are waking up but back again to like trying to find something that would help me when I was going through it and I was you know 19 18 20 and um like I said I always found you know things that would pop up like court things like super scary things that would happen that I would I would probably talk about in my podcasts in a little bit but I I want to start something that you know I think people need I I mean not necessarily people that don't go through it you know I'm I'm sure it's interesting to hear but I people need that because I didn't have that had to figure that out by myself and I think it's it's something that needs to be like something that, it, the, that community needs that. And I want to start that. I love that. And I
0: think like, if there's any, I think this whole podcast is inspiring to hear, but like to hear that you're going to keep going and then you're going to share for more, other, you know, for more people and that you're going to use a platform. I think that, I think that's great. Like you saw something, an emptiness, like, okay, no one's doing this. No one's sharing this. I need this. And now you're going to be that for someone else. So that's like, that's not only really bold and brave of you, but it's inspiring because you're going to change someone else's life because you decided to change your own. And that's pretty cool.
1: Thank you. I, I, I hope it goes well. And like I said, I'm like, I, it needs to be done. I think, and I always told my husband, I was like, I want to write a book about this, but I'm like, I'm too like, I'm too angry <laughs> for this <laughs> Yeah, podcast would be perfect. You can do like yeah. one, <laughs> one episode for each. Cause it sounds like there's a lot of layers to this. Like it is. it's, it's a lot of layers and it's not just like what happened. It's, it's a lot of things that like, even, you know, I don't want to go into it, but like. There's a lot of things that go down. And sometimes I always say, before you commit to something, always look at the reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I always found that. And I'm like, and they don't want you to look, growing up, they don't ever want you to look at any outside source. So Um, I'm like, always, always research and see other people's perspectives. And then I want to, I want to help people. That's what I want to do. Because I need, I, I think they need that. You know, yes. Whoever out there needs that. Somebody needs (laughs) that.
0: Okay. So this is a good um segue into where can people find you that wanna follow you in your journey?
1: Um, you can I'm gonna be um on Instagram and I'll now and then kind of like put that on my post. I'm gonna start doing it on um at my Lindsay adventures dot um sc South Carolina. That's what it stands for. Um but eventually I'm going to start my own podcast. I don't know when Um, I'm doing my research. Um, I'm not that tech savvy, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I am going to be starting to um, film things um, just very, maybe two to five minute segments on Instagram. And I'm going to have it under a saved um, button that you can always kind of scroll down to. And um, I do have a blog that it's, um, I forgot what it's called. Oh my goodness. And it's my blog. It's um, under my Instagram but um, I'm going to start kind of veering more towards that. Um, it's, it's mainly just a lifestyle, but I kind of want to just eventually I'm slowly kind of like heading towards it. That's what I want to do. So just definitely Instagram is one way to get to me.
0: Well, I <laughs> love <and> that. <laughs> yes. So I will share this
1: on my blog and I'll have
0: all the links so you can find find her and then follow her and follow her story. Um, she's like literally the sweetest person. Like you could send a message and ask her a question. She's like always there to like answer something and like, you know, following her as a mom. And it is really cool, especially for me to watch you like as a mom and know that you have this story, like you're such a good mom. And you, you're like very, like you open to stuff and telling your story, but you also have this like thing that you've had to go through. So um, so I hope that everybody follow please follow her because she will be announcing when her podcast comes out and any new blogs. She also writes for Charleston moms. Um, and I feel like your like blogs are always like good and like, you know, it's a story, you know, it's you telling something and um and I always really enjoy them. So and I will include that link to all her blogs also. So well, I am so thankful for you being on this and sharing your story. And I know it was hard and it wasn't like the easiest thing to do, but it means a lot. And I'm sh- 100% sure that you're going to inspire someone else. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. I'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.